This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. One, two, three, four. Welcome to WTS Waikato, Season 2. It's a radio show and podcast about the goings-on in our region under the new normal. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Without a question, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a cause of controversy and division. Not only have members of society had to maintain social distancing in line with the mandates, but some others have effectively broadened that distance by deciding not to adhere to the mandates or showing outright hostile behaviour towards those who are. This separatism ranges across all sectors of society and it has been exhausting for many. MP for Topor, Louise Upston, who is also a representative for the residents of Cambridge, has seen this happen firsthand not least in that she is losing several members of her staff because of aggression from constituents. WTS spoke with the MP as well as one of her former frontline staff. First off, here's a word from MP Louise Upston. Yeah, so I think the, the first thing I would say is, you know, COVID's been incredibly challenging for um, a whole range of people and it has added a huge amount of stress to people's lives. Um, one of the challenges that has been very intense um, as an MP and with our office is, you know, the inability to be able to solve some of the problems that people have um, contacted us with. And I think one of them that's been probably the most distressing is the divisions and anger and frustration that have occurred um, because of uh, vaccine mandates. And, you know, we've seen divisions within, within families, uh, within workplaces, um, friends. You know, it's been quite, quite horrendous. Um, so we've had to try and navigate a way to ensure that all members of the public are able to access me as their Member of Parliament. And so I have done that in terms of if I haven't physically been able to meet with people doing it over the phone or by Zoom uh, and making sure that they are able to express their views to me on any topic at any stage. Um, and and I think, as I say, it's been incredibly stressful, um, you know, both for the team that worked for me and, and myself with, you know, the challenges of not being able to um, solve some of these challenges. Uh, I am pleased that the government have relaxed uh, many of the mandates because that has taken the, the pressure off. But for a while there, it was really intense. People have been increasing in their stress levels over this last two years um, since the first sort of COVID lockdowns have occurred. Uh, and that stress has been displayed in, in a number of ways. And, and more recently, I think, with the what we saw with the protests in Wellington and 
uh, vaccine mandates, it's it's got quite intense, even locally. And it was a very uncomfortable period of time. So crucially, as a member of parliament and an electra MP, you were required at your friendly forums to uphold the mandates, weren't you? Uh, so it was more about the, the venue the venue that we um, held our friendly forum. So the one in Cambridge, we've always used the Cambridge Community Centre um, and their rules uh, when we hired the venue would apply and that's what I insisted on um, when I had the meeting and there were a group of people who uh, were protesting outside and felt aggrieved that they couldn't enter and I explained to them that they were not my rules but the rules of the venue and the venue had a limit of 25 people if the um, vaccine pass wasn't wasn't required. So that was a, a particularly challenging meeting. Um, I had offered another group of people who weren't vaccinated um, to meet with them separately because, um, you know, to me it's important that I represent uh, everybody and the range of views and they wanted to meet with me and I'd agreed to do that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, when they when a group turned up at the at the friendly forum and I, I said, you know, they I would be obliged and I would be um, responsible for the conditions of the venue. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a challenging a challenging meeting. How did it feel like for you, Louise? You're giving everybody the opportunity to have a forum in which to discuss what they may want to be taken to Parliament and mentioned there. And you gave them pretty much every opportunity you possibly could to hear their views, to have their views heard by yourself. But then people were still, there was still this animosity. How did that feel? Um, it, it, it was challenging, um, but but I think when when people realised that I I was you know keen to hear their views and um, I wasn't operating in a way to exclude anyone, I respected their needs and the um, the fact that they you know wanted to be heard, but there were some uh, restrictions imposed by the government that I needed to adhere to. Uh, I wasn't. You know, I was doing everything I could possibly to make sure that they knew I was working for them and I respected their views uh, and I wanted to give them the opportunity to express them. Did you agree with the mandates yourself or were you thinking that the policy should change? Well, as a party, we had accepted um, that limited mandates were necessary um, so, no, we didn't agree with the, the broad mandates that then were imposed. And, you know, I could see and hear firsthand the impact that was having. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think that um, the government had taken into consideration um, the impact on people. And, and remember, this is on a, in the background of, as a country, pushing hard to get to 90%. And we got to 90% and we passed it in terms of people being double vaccinated. So the the intensity of the mandates beyond the 90% then started to cause problems for people. 
Um, and so, you know, I'm very pleased that they have, you know, removed many of the mandates. Uh, and that's definitely been reflected in, in the reduction of uh, stress and frustration that the community has faced. And I guess not even looking at it on a political basis, more on a personal basis for you and your staff as working people, your working life has been an example of the strain that the pandemic has put on relations between people, hasn't it? Yeah, and and the the, the very frontline job that my team do, it is a you know, dealing with the public is, is a can be a stressful position. Uh, and when you're constantly dealing with people that are in higher levels of stress than before, that is really challenging. Um, add to that uh, restrictions that parliamentary services apply, um, and you know then having to you know work from home for extended periods of time when you're not necessarily set up to do that. You know, our our work, just as many other workers around New Zealand, um, have been put under you know, significant challenges during this time. And, you know, for many people, it's, it's, it's been too hard. That was Member of Parliament Louise Upston. Now we hear from Louise Allen. She's been one of Upston's frontline staff at her electorate office in Cambridge for a number of years. It's been a great experience overall, but she has some sobering stories to share of her time dealing with anti-mandate constituents. So, obviously the government's decisions to mandate was very unpopular with a particular sector. I mean, it was unpopular with lots of people. It was inconvenient, you know, caused, caused frustrations amongst many people. But I think for the... But the people that it really upset was those who were either unable to be vaccinated for various reasons and were waiting for maybe the Novavax or whatever. And then there was the ones who, who didn't want to be vaccinated out of fear, um, you know, concern, anxiety, whatever. And then there was this other faction <laughs> who seemed to be connected to that whole cesspool of, of um, and misinformation. And they just seem to be difficult to, to relate to, difficult to talk to. So we, we just got bombarded with emails, phone calls, people walking in. It was quite nice when we, went in, when we had lockdowns because then we didn't have to deal with at least people walking in. But most people you could talk to, you could relate to, you could say, yes, I understand your fears, I understand your frustrations. But then there was that, that faction that you just couldn't, you just had to let them have their ramble and then leave, you know, and at least they've been heard. There's nothing much you can do for them. But the, 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 the part that frustrated me the most was a couple of different locals who emailed regularly. They were just firing emails through to Louise constantly with screeds of questions that they wanted answered. They wanted answers from the politicians. And why weren't they doing this? And why weren't they doing that? And so our job as MP supports was is to siphon off those questions to the, to the right people, get responses, and then feed them back. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get responses for the misinformation, for the conspiracies. There was no response apart from, you know, um, just ignoring them or just saying, look, you know, this is misinformation. 
Um, so it was really frustrating. We couldn't get responses. And so they would just send more emails, more and more and more and more. And then, of course, we had the um, protests down in Wellington. That was, you know, quite harrowing. And then when we started having the little protests in Cambridge, you know, they were quite peaceful, the ones that were on the corner by the church. You know, people were just standing there with their placards, not making any fuss, just just being seen, just showing people their concerns, you know, and, and I'm all good for that. I'm happy with people expressing their frustrations and, and displeasures. And I think it's important in a dem- democracy to be able to do that. But then we, we had some people calling who wanted to meet with the MP or wanted to talk to the MP about the mandates and concerns. And, and Louise was amazing. She would take time out of her incredibly busy schedule. And she's, she's only in her electorate in Cambridge particularly, once a month, and she shares herself out across her huge electorate all the way down to Turangi, so she's she's spread out everywhere. So she would take time out of her busy schedule. She would tell us, make a time, put it into my diary for me to meet with them at a cafe, and she would give them 15 to 20 minutes for them to say exactly what they needed to say, and she would listen, and she would respond, and they'd leave after that 15 to 20 minutes feeling heard, you know, they, actually my MP cares, and it was great. And she would do the same with phone calls. If they couldn't meet, she would spend 15 to 20 minutes on the phone with them. And she did this for weeks out of her busy schedule. You know, she was already pushed <laughs> time-wise, and she still made time for all these people. And so we had this group in, in Cambridge who were obviously very upset about the mandates and wanted, wanted answers. And so Louise offered to meet with them. Uh, we tried to sort of make an arrangement and it, uh, I think they had trouble securing a venue. So they, Louise has what we call a friendly forum. I think you probably would be aware of them. Um, once every couple of months in Cambridge, it's just a, a community forum, an opportunity for people to come, anybody. I mean, it's, her, it's the MP there to hear what the constituents are saying, to have their perspective so she can take those ideas back to Parliament. So that, that's an opportunity for everybody. So she calls it a friendly forum, and we, we have it at the same place every month, every time. And there's a little advert goes in the paper just before. It's, you know, the week before. So unfortunately, we had to mandate because the centre we were at wasn't mandated. So under 25 people didn't have to be vaccinated. But because we we normally get more than 25 people come, we negotiated with the centre to to be able to have more in that particular room and they had to come through a separate door, but they'd have to be vaccinated. And so, of course, that was in the advert. So this this um, bunch of people obviously got very uptight about that, um, that they were being excluded and, and you know, there's so much for a friendly forum and democracy and all that kind of stuff. So um, they arrived at the centre before the friendly forum, quite a large group of them with their kids and, everything and um i went out and just said look um you know i explained that the center was not mandated but uh, for this particular meeting because it was over 25 people we had to have um the the mandate in place for the people who'd come who who are vaccinated expecting everyone there to be vaccinated and oh look they really just up, up to this point i was actually you know understanding and 
communicative and, you know, really listening to their perspective. But this was just kind of like the point where it pushed me over. <laughs> I was just like, I've had enough now. I don't know, I want to deal with this anymore. And, and they just really attacked me. You know, the representative who was just going out there to just have a, just to explain and say, look, Louise is more than happy to meet with you. We can arrange another time. And they just attacked me and said I was excluding them and so much for a friendly forum and how dare you, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I actually said to them, I, I probably did overstep the line because I was so peeved by this stage. I did say, look, when was the last time you came to a friendly forum? I've been working for Louise for three and a half years. I've never seen any of you here. <laughs> and they went, that's not the point. Um, and I said, well, it is the point, really. You're, you're just getting upset about not being able to come when you wouldn't have come anyway. You know, just because you can't come now, suddenly you're upset. So anyway, at that point, I just went back in and um, we started the meeting and the doors were closed and we had signs up about, you know, with signing in and wearing masks and everything. And they just barged on in, this crowd of them just walked right in, passed everybody with no masks, didn't sign in. Um, Louise then realized we were over our 25 asked some of them, pointed that out to everyone, this is now we're, we're over 25 people. If we're, if we're taking unvaccinated people without masks, we need to get that level down to 25. So she asked some of them very politely, she was very, very good about it, asked some of them to leave. So some of them just went out the side door and stood out so they could still hear with the doors open. And um, they, were, they were actually quite good. They were quiet. <laughs> they didn't cause any fuss inside. But when Louise made it clear that as part of her meetings, she requires that people uh, write their name down on a sheet. That's just part of the requirements uh, for our records. So I passed that around and they just wrote, um, obviously, wrong names. Timbuktu is where they live, that sort of thing. Sort of quite just, uh, to me, it was a bit disrespectful. I'd have rather they just didn't fill it in at all. <laughs> but to write that seemed to me quite childish. So um, I think after that, they did say a few things. But, you know, they were quite respectful when they did speak, which was good. Um, but after that, I, I just I just felt like my whole centre <laughs> slipped and I was just fed up. And I, and I thought I can understand why um, so many people are uh, choosing. I mean, two of my other workmates, well, there's actually really only the two or three of us, have also resigned. So it's not that we're... We don't want, like working for Louisa. I think it's just, and I imagine it's the same in a lot of industries. We're just fatigued, <laughs> fatigued from having to deal with this day in and day out. And I have to say, since since the mandates have been lifted, we haven't heard a, haven't heard a peep. There hasn't been a thing. And, and one of the other things, Gary, that really <laughs> ripped my night, <laughs> I, I suppose you could say, is. On Facebook, Louise gets a lot of comments. So, like, we had an occasion in Cambridge. We were at the um, Absolute Cafe out the back in the outdoor area, so we didn't have to wear masks because we were outdoors. So a photo was taken. This was for International Women's Day, I think. photo taken of us all, and we were in reasonably close proximity to have the photo taken. And, of course, it went on to Facebook. All the all these comments about oh how dare you stand so close not wearing masks some you know you're not leading by example blah 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 you know those kinds of comments. But then you see a, another photo where she has got masks on. No one says anything. 
you know, no one comments. No one says, oh, good, good, good for you, Louise, being a good leader, putting on your masks. You only hear when she does anything that they think's wrong. Um, and then, you know, like when she was doing the, was it voting on the second reading of some bill? She decided to vote against it because she wanted to know more. And she even put it in the paper to explain why she voted because she had so much, oh, such vile emails from that because how dare she, you know, she, she just got really slammed for that. But when she voted yes in the second reading, after just listening to her constituents and, and then deciding, yes, um, I'm happy with, you know, this, the information I've got now, I'm happy to vote yes, not a word. No one came back and said anything. <laughs> you know? So I think when having dealt with that in and out for three and a half years and, and seeing the way that politicians get treated and – it just wears you out. You just get worn down. You don't take it personally. I, I think that that when those people turned up at the at the um, friendly forum, I did take that a little bit personally because they attacked me. You know, told me that I was excluding them. It had nothing to do with me. I said, I said to them, I'm just doing my job, and they said, Oh, that's what everybody says. They're just doing their job. It's just an excuse. And I'm like, What? <laughs> so I, I read something the other day that said something about um oh the fear you know with the fear that's been spreading through the world in the last two years the fear of this disease and, and the fear scaremongering and, and and stuff um says when when we don't process that fear properly when it's um i suppose when we're just living it and we're not processing what's happening how we how we how we can deal with it we either um, take it out on ourselves or we take it out on others. And, and to me, that's exactly what that was with those um, people was they, they're, they're so fueled by fear from all the this conspiracy theories that they're just bathing in day after day that they're just taking it out on, on people who are not like them, who, who disagree with them or, or challenge them in any way. Uh, and, I, and I kind of feel sorry for them. I feel sorry that they are so... Um, uh, entrenched in these ideas that they're not willing to even have a conversation. You can't talk to them. You just cannot have a conversation with them. I mean, I've had conversations at length with people on the phone who've rung up very distressed because they've lost their job, because they won't don't want to be vaccinated, because they've got all these health conditions, and their doctors even said, you know, you shouldn't have that. Wait for the next, the other one, whichever one it would be. Um, and I you know I've listened to them for an hour talking about their fears and their worries and, and, and back and forth conversation, able to um, empathise with them, able to, you know, offer them some hope that, you know, with this, this vaccine, I'll let you know when the Novavax is, is, is here and you can have it, you know, that sort of thing, um, and give them some places that they can go for support. Um, but that particular group, you just you just can't can't talk to them, <laughs> and it's very frustrating. It doesn't sound like you're parting with Louise Upson on bad terms at all. Then yes, I'm definitely not leaving because of Louise. <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm tired of dealing with with um, difficult people. And I mean, I'm I don't have a problem with difficult people. I've 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 got good training in in, in de-escalating and and dealing with all that. It's that's not the issue. It's the it's the inability to get them to see anything different from the cesspool that they're swimming in. You know, <laughs> it's, um, just hop out of that cesspool for a little bit, <laughs> wash yourself off and, and, and then see from a different perspective. 
but it's almost like they're beyond redemption. You can't save them. They're just lost to their to their their, their ideas, their ideologies, whatever they are. Uh, and and you know that even though I work for a national MP, I'm I'm not a national voter as such. I'm I'm very apolitical. I'm not really that keen on politics and and. I went into the job not actually very keen on politics and came out of it even less keen. <laughs> Basically, you were using your professional skills to enable mm. a local MP to communicate with her constituents. You were trying that in every way that you possibly could. And yep. Louise Upston, the MP, was uh, making things as open as possible and uh, being open to discussion with people, um, yep. but then they were dissatisfied with the government mandates, which of course uh, Upston was absolutely held to maintain. She couldn't. She couldn't get outside of that. No, and that's what she would say to businesses when they would get harassed. Because I mean, you know what it's been like out there in hospitality when when she would get stories after stories of, of what their staff had to deal with on a daily basis with these disgruntled people who wouldn't wear masks and wouldn't sign in. And, and she said, you just need to say, I don't make the rules. I'm just following the rules. Those of us who've been vaccinated, we wear our masks. We, we do what's been asked of us. No one's asking us to kill anyone. You know, this is Nazi Germany. We're just being asked to follow a few simple rules to keep us safe. And we're just doing it quietly, just getting on with our lives. And then there's a small little fraction, <laughs> a fraction of people who are who are just making so much noise, and it just seems disproportionate. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't think they realise. They, it's almost like they seem they're on a they're these they're on a crusade to save the world of this this terrible evil, but it, it's 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 just so blown out of proportion. Thank you to MP Louise Upston and her former staffer, Louise Allen, for sharing their insights. And of course, thanks to you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook and find this episode and many more wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.